not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Here we are again, another sense of deja vu Another game goes past with Cardiff not scoring Not even in the first half we haven't scored uh, another goal in another game That's uh, one game in six now we've scored a goal in And this week we lost to... Them down the road, Swansea City, in an absolutely embarrassing derby performance. Joining me, as usual, to talk through the same topics we've been talking through for about three weeks now, Ben Price, who's just back from the gym. Ben Price, how was the gym? It was all right, mate, yeah. It was good. It was much more enjoyable than watching that shite yesterday. (laughs) Yep, I'm sure I would have enjoyed watching you at the gym more than I would have enjoyed watching that shite yesterday. And laughing along with that is Tom Phillips. Tom, same question to you. I didn't really ask Ben a question, but how was the football for you yesterday? Ah, oh, it couldn't have been worse, could it? Let's <laughs> not try and yeah, fluff it up. It's absolute dog shit. But there we go. No, no fluffers around here. Um, let's get into the same things we've been talking about week on week now. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the game yesterday as much as I don't want to. Uh, but Ben, Swansea 3, Cardiff 0, and that scoreline flattered us. Yeah, that's the big worry, isn't it? It was just, was it Charlie that tweeted um, the meme, our expectations were low, but holy fuck. I think that perfectly sums up just everything about that game. It was just, everything about it was embarrassing from the team selection, through to the performance, through the substitutions, right through to the press conference at the end. Every single thing that happened from 12 o'clock on Sunday was just, well, before that, because the Uh. actions... Of the chairman, not chairman, we'll see the CEO, isn't he? The CEO yeah. were equally as embarrassing as what went on on the pitch. It was a very, very dark day in the history of this club. I mean, I thought what Ken Chu said was quite funny. <laughs> it's embarrassing, but it's also quite funny. It's not funny very professional, is it? No, but we're not a professional football club, Tom, are we? Well, we are. Officially, on paper, the players get paid to do it, but we've never been a professional football club in, in our behaviours, have we? No, we, we've never been run well. Oh, not in my lifetime have we been run well. We've always done stuff run that's well. questionable, you know. And yeah, I think from that moment of, on the bus when I saw that come up on Twitter, I thought, oh, it's going to be one of those days, isn't it? It's just going to be one of those days. And it was. I really didn't want to believe that you did that. I thought, oh, no, he's got more about him than that. On the day of one of the biggest games of the season, with the way things are going, he's not doing that. And then it came out afterwards that the people, uh, some of the press asked him outside the stadium whether that was true. And he just flat out didn't deny it and basically admitted to it. Well, when I worked as an intern at Cardiff, I can't remember if I mentioned this before, uh, when Slade was in charge, he just came into the media room afterwards and just pointed at me and went, do you want the job? Because he shouldn't have the job. So he's got former doing this where he just offers the job to whoever wants it, just says the manager shouldn't be in charge. I don't think he's known for his professionalism around the club. And no, and just, I think... I yeah. think when he said when you when you first saw the first report of him saying that before the game, it was kind of like, oh, that's one person's kind of having a laugh. But then four or five people were just like, no, he no, it. he said it. He definitely said it. Definitely said it. And you know, Mick McCarthy's a waste of space, but I feel a bit sorry for him in that moment, don't you, Ben? Yeah, it's not the right thing to do. Look, the club's under enough scrutiny. There's enough shit going on with the actions of those on the board through other sort of multiple lawsuits that are going on that make the club look bad. The last thing you need is also. The CEO jumping on one, the supporters boat, supporters coaches, and supporters just boats. supporters boats. 
It's been a long day. And uh, yeah, just slagging out the manager. It's point scoring. It's cheap point scoring from Ken it It's like, look how, yeah. look how fun and cool I am as the CEO. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like, he knows that he hasn't got people on side at the moment. He knows he's just not the manager and just the the whole club. And he thought, oh, you know, let's have a laugh along with the fans. But it's just not the time to do it. You know, it is just baffling. Why? Why? Most, and I think most it. people saw through it as well. I think yeah. that's how low, of course, yeah, the ill will. That's how much ill will's there with them at the moment is that people straight away were like, "Yeah, don't try us, us, mate. You're just as blame as everything else." And I mean, you you know, you like to think that from that moment things could have got better, uh, but I think you know there was no coming back from that. Really, is there? As Ben said, Tom, and I mean. You listened to Mick McCarthy post game, and he said that the game plan worked perfectly for 28 minutes. Um, but then it all fell apart very quickly, didn't it? I mean, it's like we we said just before we came on air. We can talk about this on the pod. It's all well and good him coming out after the game and going, "Yeah, game plan was great for 28 minutes," but it was the 62 minutes that followed where everything went out the fucking window. And to be fair, we, we should have given a penalty away after three. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> change the game. <laughs> but no, I I I get what he's saying. He's like, yes, it was going well at that point, but it's exactly the same that happened at Blackburn. We, we started relatively okay. We concede, we capitulate, and it's just repeat, repeat, repeat. And it's just the manner of the defeat. It's not just that we couldn't quite get back into the game. We were just outplayed for the whole thing by a team who've just recorded their third win of the season. You know, they don't struggle. They struggle to score goals. They're not battering teams. And then we just roll over with six, well, five centre-backs on the field again and concede three. It's just, we've got no attacking attempt but we can't defend. So what can we do? And the answer is absolutely nothing. <laughs> we it, are just atrocious. It was... I, I think I, what he was trying to get with that whole I worked well for 28 minutes as well. Yeah. When I failed my math GCSE first time, I didn't sort of go into school and be like, oh, well, I got the first six questions right. So, you know, it's not all bad. And it is down that level of sort yeah, of... But- Credit for you, Ben. You got the first six questions right. We didn't get the first 28 minutes right because we didn't score. We didn't create any other chances apart from Ryan Giles's chance. And then we let them fall in, you know, like then the, it went completely wrong after that. Like That's you get true, six yeah, questions it's... right. That deserves praise. That first 28 minutes wasn't right. It was just we had one chance. <laughs> it was less wrong. That, That's coming in and going, I didn't totally fuck it in the first six questions. They are yeah. numbers. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, It's just like, I mean, yeah, let's go back to that first. But, you know, Kurt, Curtis Nelson, he's probably a symptom of how bad it's being recently. Should have given away that penalty. Got away with that one. Lucky, you think, oh, this could be our day. Ryan Giles goes through. You think, all he has to do is pass it around the keeper, hits it straight at the keeper. And from there, Ben, it went wrong. I'm going to ask you the question. We've had some bad derby days in years. You know, we're talking about the 3-0 under Solskjaer down at the um, the Liberty, one of Warnock's last games. Uh, the 3-2 where Prattley did the swim away. Um, when McPhail got sent off all those times. Was this the worst Derby day in li- living memory? Maybe even all time. It's the worst before. It's worse than three 0 against Solskjaer. because because oh, at least at least then the Jacks were good. Um, and I'm not yeah. saying they weren't good tonight. We made them, but we made them very good. This is okay. This is as far as performance levels go. It's the equivalent of when Cardiff slammed Bristol six 0 That's how poor we were. It's just the scoreline didn't reflect that because Swansea could have easily had more and probably should have. Yeah, they should have had more. Um, Tom, is there are there any players that come out of that game with credit? I've seen a few people suggest perhaps that Aidan Flint was all right. Kiefer Moore, maybe, just because we like him because he's Welsh. But um, he's fucking struggling at the moment as well, isn't he? Well, you, you can't do anything. What can you do, though? What can you do? Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, I think Rawls 
to a point can just because he shows a little bit of heart and he seems to understand what it's about. But like, I think when you go back to like, is it the worst, like, you know, Derby defeat? Yeah, because of the nature of it. It's just a damn fucking squib of a performance. There was nothing there. There was no anger. It was just, it was just that air of inevitability, inevitability about the whole thing. As if as soon as we conceded, it was like, oh, there we fucking go. We're off again. And, yeah. and we never looked like, we knew, the players knew. McCarthy probably knew that as soon as we conceded that goal, we weren't getting back in that game. And that's the thing at the moment that it's just the nature of everything that's going on in the field. And that's why, you know, at least like that Prattley game you mentioned, you know, we had a bit of fight. We got back into a game after being two goals down, you know, and at that time you thought we'd have a chance of getting back into games. Now, like I'm going to Fulham on Wednesday, I'd be laughing going there, just going, yeah. oh, how many is it going to be? And, you know, in the same way you look at a car crash when you rub a neck, you know it's bad when you're going to look at it, but you're fascinated about how bad it's going to look. It's going to be the same against Fulham. We're just going to get absolutely steamrolled. And yeah, just it's just so frustrating to watch, so frustrating. Well, We'll talk about Fulham later. I think. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, Stop getting excited about Sorry. football, man. Um, I think it was quite telling, really, um, Ben, that everyone you spoke to after the game, I mean, I had my mate uh, Jack, friend of the pod, text saying that went exactly as I thought it would. Danny Gabadon said that went exactly as I thought it would. I'm not sure why anyone else couldn't see that. Everyone you spoke to, as, as Thomas just said, was there was an air of inevitability about the whole thing unfolding that way. But the only person who couldn't see that, Ben, is Mick McCarthy. Yeah, and what's wrong with it? And the actions throughout the game as well. Look, we made was it seventy minutes first substitution? First substitution, and that was an in, that was forced through injury. That's how poorly and sort of just how numb to everything he was. It's just I was trying to be optimistic on the radio by saying it's going to be nil nil. Yeah. <laughs> I sent the text saying the same thing: yeah, nil nil at worst, one nil. I'll bite your hand <laughs> off a nil nil. I sent yeah, yeah. And we got battered 3-0. And it's just, yeah. And for him to... And the Jacks the Jacks made a sub at the same time as us. That's the bit that just doesn't get me. He's paid to change those games and sort of stop these things from happening. You can set up a team and realise you've got it wrong, but the best managers adapt and sort of make those changes. It's a, it's, a, it's something that's been levelled at Solskjaer at United of sort of, you know, he's not able to affect games. But McCarthy's been a manager for over a 1,000 games. By now, he should be able to see when things aren't working and go, oh, you know what, I'll make the changes. There was enough on that bench, even with what was going on, to make enough changes to at least show some sort of attempt at changing it. When you're sticking with a back five and we're desperate to score, we've got no attacking threat. I thought McGuinness was decent, to be fair. He's probably one of the few players that come out of that with his head held high, but he's not an attacking wing-back. He's not a right-back. He's a centre-back plugging in and sort of got torn to shreds at times when when a pacey player ran at him. Kieran Brown had an absolute, just absolute nightmare of a day when he was getting torn apart by what was that lad called from United? Laird, is it? Laird, yeah. I don't think I don't Laird, think Kieran yeah. Brown, in fairness to him, had um, had, had his big can of monster before the the, the football. The fucking god. <laughs> he took a pounding on Twitter. I thought was really harsh. Those sort of things. I feel it, sorry for him because he's not. I don't think he's an out and out left back, and we're playing. You no, know, he's not. I, no, and we're playing not. him as a left wing back, and I think he was a bit slow to come out for the first goal or the Piro goal. I think it was actually the Piro yeah. goal. He's the one who's playing him on side, but. I mean, I, I I had this conversation with my brother today. We were talking about um, he was talking about players who don't look all that good. But it's like there's no one in this team who's currently looking any good. We talk about Kiefer Moore, and he's what one goal so far this season doesn't look like scoring. I know he's not getting any service. Giles has completely disappeared into himself. Um, you know, we we talk about Rawls coming out with some credit, but he's the only player, even defensively. Flint Morrison, who were so solid or not solid perhaps, but so 
aggressive at attacking the ball, but at the start of the season, they just look like they've fallen into themselves. There's nothing there. There's no pro- well, the one thing that worked for us at the start when McCarthy came in was, and we all praised it for that we didn't sort of have on Harris, was there was a good press. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. amount of times the players were sort of laying off people sort of to give them the space all they wanted. For the first goal is a key example of that. How much time does Patterson need? There's a gap when you're playing five centre-backs and two holding midfielders. There shouldn't be that much of a gap. Fred Morrison were behind them. Bakuna was slightly off to his right, and I think Pack and Rolls were in front of him, and they all just turned and looked at him and went, well, yeah. someone else will pick him up. Yeah. It's just unbelievable how that, that first goal is a hell of a finish, and it really pissed me off how similar to Bellamy's it was. Yeah, hit both posts yeah, in it, yeah, I thought. Yeah, yeah. But just... first, first Derby Day goal, uh, fun stat for you guys, first Derby Day goal since Craig Bellamy's to go in off both posts. Bro, You've pulled that off the top of your head, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think it's only the second in fucking history. But the, oh, the mate, nat- sorry. But like the nature of the defeat again, okay? Like after the game, I expect my mates who are Swansea fans to break me, you know, like just like, have, have a go. It was pity I was getting through. Yeah. And I was like, that is what we've become. That they're going, oh, you must be livid with that. I, I, I feel sorry for you. You must be disappointed. It's like, no, 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 no. Have a go at me. Laugh at me. Don't pity yeah. me. It's, it's, yeah. Please don't give me pity. How have we become this club that they, them down the road, are pitying us? Ah, oh, honestly. Oh, we so, couldn't even so get like, you know, you know, when we lost, you know, under the under the Dave Jones era, we'd always have a sending off. And you could go, oh, yeah. the fail got sent off. I mean, we even put bolts on. And he yeah, only got a booking. What's he doing? Yeah, the least he could have done was twat someone. It was yeah. a soft booking as well. He should have done like I was expecting him to do worse. Well, I, I went on. I went on the, the the second tier pod, and we, we talked about you know what was your reaction to it. And I said the same sort of thing. Like there was no heart, no bite. You don't want you don't want to see players getting injured, but you want to put see someone have a reducer put in on them, or someone like you know a 50-50 where you come out of it going fucking at least someone showing some heart. Like I, I can't even remember a fifty fifty from yesterday's game where I thought I think Rolls put in one where he he went in for the header and he, he took like a kick to the face, and that was the only thing I saw where I thought someone's put their body on the line there. Rolls put a couple of meaty ones in to be fair in the first 10-15 minutes, but again then the game just sort of ran away from him yeah it was just it was it was so bad that obviously I, i'm in in the throes of decorating my room in the second half i genuinely started painting with the football on in the background not really paying attention and i can say now for certain that watching paint dry was better than watching that yeah i think i think at one point i think when the third goal went in i just screamed you fucking prick at, the, at my laptop and just turned it off just shut it I went after the game, I went straight to watch the NFL in London. And after the game coming out, I turned to my mate and went, I, I need let's go to the pub and I, I need a pint to forget about that card if result. And a bloke turns around in front of me and just goes, Oh fucking hell, mate. I was trying to forget that myself. Turns around and, <laughs> turns around and shows me a bluebird tattoo with his hand. <laughs> but, but it was just like uh, the you want to apologize to that man? Yeah, I apologize for bringing it up. He clearly tried to put it in the back of his mind. But no, it's just he just had that look of bewilderment on his face as well as if what the fuck is happening here but uh, there we are we, 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 I mean we could talk about the game forever I don't want to nah. it was shit um, I think we all know that um, but but Ben you, you picked up on it first in, in the group chat after the game I've, I've got Mick, Mick, Mick McCarthy's ridiculous post-match interview here which and um, I saw a tweet today from Phil Blanche um, he's a sports writer basically saying that Mick McCarthy is still doing his post-match press conferences via Zoom um, of course, at the end of the game yesterday, he barely acknowledged the fans again. He's hiding behind a screen to do his press conferences. The man is a coward. Um, uh, All day he's got this... a Dodger Rona, hasn't he? Yeah, <laughs> got a Dodger Rona. You'd hope he's double-vaxxed. Um, I've, I've got, got a Rona Mick... win. 
Mick McCarthy's uh, post-match interview, Joe Roden, what's he on about? Um, you highlighted it in the group chat. What was he on about in that post-match interview? It was just shite. Wasn't it? it was just proper talking bollocks. He didn't I don't think for he the first knew... three seconds. I don't know what he thought he was going to say because he took it. Yeah, he took his time to answer the question. He paused. I was expecting him to sort of come out and sort of say analysis, some deep analysis, or sort of say like, or hold his hands up and go, "We got it wrong." But like he didn't really do that. It was a case of, oh well, it went well for twenty eight minutes, and after that they scored. Meh, what could I do? Yeah, uh, what do you say? Something like, um, "I'm trying my hardest. No one's trying harder than me." And it's like, it doesn't feel that way, does it? No, I'm like that's trying is- hard. And then if that's trying hard, then I'd love to see him trying less hard. And then you know, contrast that to like Russell Martin, like who knows to say the right things. He was like, you know, that was obviously the fans. I understand their patience over the last, you know, few games. We're we're a project here, we know what we're working towards. And I I thank them for the support. He just knew what to say. He did the old swim away like that. They said before the game they were getting, you know, they were showing uh, past games, they were getting legends to speak, you know, Swansea legends and averted commas to speak to them about what it means. They invited all their ex-players to the yeah, ground. Routledge, to see them Dyer understand. was there, Angle was there. You know, they made an occasion of it. They knew how to get up for it. And at the moment, that club, as much as it pains me to say it, are tapping into their fan base and they understand what the South Wales derby is about. You look at us, it looks like we don't give a shit. I don't think... I can't imagine Mick was giving a rouse in the speech you know, about what it was like. I doubt he's playing. <laughs> you know, we haven't got Kev McNaughton being wheeled out. He's not, and, and, you know, and the rest of them just in the crowd... Before I bet we won't have anything like that before the home game. It's just it's just a complete parallels apart at the moment between. No, but it's we, worse than that because Mick downplayed it. Yeah, in the press conference just he said, game. "Oh well, I've played in the old firm, so it's going to take so that's going to take some beating." Fuck, fuck come off, on, Mick. Read the room, wish Mick. Read wish the room. Wish you'd fucked off the Celtic back in fucking February when there was that rumours. Um, but you, you talk about the swim away, right? You talk about Russell Martin doing the swim away, Jamie Patson doing the swim away. Has Mick McCarthy done an Ayatollah? Yeah, no, he's not acknowledged the fan. He's not clapped the fans or acknowledged the fans once. That's why I'm excited for Wednesday. We can talk about obviously the walk from the the corner of Craven Cottage of all the, games, the dugout, of all yeah. the dugouts have to do that. He is going to get so much stick. Um, then I, I I didn't. This is obviously a, a loaded question. His his post match interviews don't fill you with any confidence today that he's going to turn this around. No, because he looked bereft of any confidence. He just looked lost. He looked like a fragile old man. He yeah. properly he looked like he'd aged about 10 years in that press conference. That takes him doing to look older than he already does. Yeah, I know, he looks just, pretty old. He looks he looks older than Warnock, which is I find unbelievable. <laughs> but like it's just yeah, nothing about what he said. There was no anger, there was no remorse, there was just he sort of reacts in the same way to me when you sort of drop a glass and it breaks. Just <laughs> oops. Oh well. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's another one done. I've, I've got, I've got five more in the cupboard. It's fine. They were from IKEA. It's just. Yeah, it's. Why are we supposed as fans, right? Why are we supposed to give a shit, right? The club's in a really bad way at the moment. Attendances are well below what they should be. They, they sold well, twelve thousand season tickets. They're getting about sixteen thousand average, according to what they're saying on the board, which I think is a hell of a lot less. Yeah. How are fans who are given up all that time to do that? And then supposed to sort of get up for it and sort of spend their money with the club and the managers give a shit like like that. Well, you got you, yeah. I being honest, that's the question of ourselves. We sat here doing this 
you know, how much time do we commit to doing this podcast, thinking about this podcast and talking about the club in, in whichever way we do? Yeah, we, you know, we got me and Tom are going to the Fulham game on Wednesday away games, went up to Blackpool and spent 150 quid on tickets and travel to go to Blackpool. You come away from it and obviously Blackpool, we won, but you look back at it now and it's like, what, what, what is this all for? Like, I, you know, I, I've talked quite frankly about going to watch non-league and stuff like that. On Saturday, I went to watch, um, we, we played Stansted away for Walthamstow. 40-minute train journey up to Stansted. You go to the game, you watch the game. In the bar afterwards, the players come and talk to you. Our fucking winger bought me a pint. Um, they chat to you. You have like a proper connection with the players. And you go away from that thinking, I've made a difference here today. Like, you don't have that. And I, I know it's different at championship level, but you talked about it, Tom. There's no connection between club and fans at the moment, is there? Yeah, it's like on a it's... lower scale at Walthamstow. But I, I, I talk to the players away from the ground. You shake their hands at the end of the game. At yesterday's game, I don't even know if they went over to see the fans. You know, like the last derby we went to at the Liberty when when Morrison had two broken wrists, he came over to apologise. Some of the other players didn't even look at us. Yeah, and that's the thing, right? You don't need to be in the bar buying pints for people, but you need to tap in where you can. Just little exactly. things like you said, walking over, having a bit of a rapport. And like, just giving, like, we're, we're fickle bastards. Just give us an eye at all and we'll go, hey, do you know what I mean? <laughs> train monkeys, like, do you know what I mean? Just, it's so easy. It's so You're right. Walk to the fist bump. Yeah. Walk to the fist pump. We go, want to build a statue uh, for him. Do you know what I mean? It's so easy to try and build a bit of rapport. And the thing is, McCarthy had the chance when we were winning games to do it and he chose not to. Yeah. We, were, we were getting decent results at the beginning of the season and that's where you capitalise. And we haven't had it. And now when things are turned against him, we're not there to reciprocate because he's never done it to us. And it's just, for someone who's such a seasoned campaigner, like we know he's always been a bit of a funny bugger around certain things. You think he'd be a little bit more savvy. You know, even even showing us a, a bit of emotion and having a go at Just the Just giving us a wave or something. Yeah, something. Like, yeah. Show, show something. Show you're angry. Show you're upset. Because I'm sure we're doing enough of it on this podcast. We want to see a shred of emotion from him. And he looks completely just a shell of a man. And like, I'm normally quite calm and collected around these things. It's just so frustrating that it it just seems such an easy thing to sort out because the club is in complete disarray at the moment. And we're just looking for small little wins, little things we can cheer. And we've had nothing to cheer for weeks. I was so glad of the international break. That went well. And now it's spoiled again. And I'm just, it's just so annoying. It's just, please give us something. We probably beat Fulham now. No, we won't. Yeah, we won't. <laughs> but you know, but, but just... you're right. You're like it, the camera. The camera cuts him on the sidelines, doesn't it, Ben? And he's he, he, uh, half the time he's not even talking to anyone. He just stands there, just looking like slightly down at his chest, looking at the ground. At the end of the game, he stands on the halfway line. He might look over at the fans, waits to shake everyone's hands, and fucks off. There's just nothing from him, is there? It's the only thing you seem to do is every now and again he writes down his notebook, and I'm pretty sure that's just what he's having for tea tonight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's just Get milk on the way home. Yeah. Ordered Chinese. It's just embarrassed. Terry Connor's doing more of the sort of managing than he is. He's doing nothing. Occasionally, like the camera cuts to him and he'd sort of do the whole Ralsey, you'd hear him shout either Ralsey, Ralsey or something like that. And that was about it. There's no clear instructions. We're not playing a difficult game anyway. It's not difficult to work out what we got to do. Admittedly, you shouldn't have to shout too many instructions from that. It's past, past the keeper, hoof it up. Mm. Um, the one thing I did notice that was very funny is how quickly Swansea got tired of doing the hoof when it came from the keeper. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, stopped, they stopped doing it early and then they started picking it up again with about 10 minutes to go. But they started doing it earlier. I thought, Christ, lads, if you're going to start doing it now and you can do it for everyone, you're in for a long day. <laughs> we had, so, you know, some of the stats from yesterday's game, uh, I think we, we, we made 108 accurate passes. 
Um, but hey, guys, consistency, 54 in our own half, 54 in their half. So that's pretty good going. Uh, we had a minute. 320 touches of the ball. Um, oh, yeah, it's about 1. 1. 1.04 passes uh, a minute, I think, is the, uh, is the, is the, the actual figure. Um, accurate long balls, 15. Even Swansea, who don't play long ball, were more effective at playing the long ball yesterday. They had 25 accurate long balls. We had 15. Um, so we can't even play the game that we're meant to play that well and mix happy with our game plan. Um, he was yeah, he was saying like that he was happy with the first 28. Sky, after 15 minutes, put a stat up of possession. It was 84, 16, 84% to Swansea, 16% to Cardiff. Like, yeah, I think... I know I, I spent think... all my time downplaying those stats, but Christ, you can't say you're playing well when you've had fucking 10 minutes, like of the 15 minutes played, you've had the ball for 16% of that time. I think at half time, and I don't know if it was the same at the end. I just remember saying at half time. I think Swansea had had the second most possession for any game at half time. So they was at that point they were about eighty percent to twenty percent. I can only assume that Fulham have had slightly more possession in another game because they're one of the only other possession teams I can think of at the moment. Um, it was very bad, wasn't it, Tom? Yeah, it's just I don't, where do we go from here? Do you know what I mean? Like we look, we have we haven't got many options. Like we're not making substitutions. We're a couple of injuries away from genuinely having bare bones where we we might get a call up. Like the thing is, I'm hoping, mate. I'm hoping because <laughs> like you, you know, some we we weren't registered with the club at the end of the transfer window, so we can be registered now on a freebie. That's true. So if you if oh, you're I listening, am. mate. <laughs> oh, you're, you're registered. Actually, yeah, you're registered. Oh, I need international clearance. International clearance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, it's over to you, mate. Oh, but it's just, just mad, isn't it? It's just, I honestly don't know where we go from here. And we've gone from thinking, you know, we're not far off the playoffs. We said that before the international break, you know, if we turn things around. But we're just not going to. And at the moment, I think most of our fan base would take finishing one point above the relegation zone. Like, it's just how, I don't know, how opinions can change so quickly. And I've never seen it like this before. I think the only other club in this division who, who probably thought they might do quite well or were doing quite bad is Barnsley. But yeah. we shouldn't, you know... I, I don't, I, I don't want to be snobby. We shouldn't be in the same breath as that at the moment. You know, we shouldn't be in this situation. It was more of a shock when they were doing well. We're expected to do well. We were fifth favourites this year, and we are nowhere near that now. The, the Barnsley thing is, they had to bring in a new manager in the summer, and you know, their their whole thing has always been replace the manager with uh, someone else who can play that system. And it's the first time it hasn't really worked for them because obviously they went from um, was it Stendhal to Schruber into Ishmael. And now it's the, the kind of fourth manager in a row, and it's it, this time it hasn't worked. And they're they're still only a point below us, I think it is at the moment, yeah. or a couple of points below us. So they're not mar- a million miles away from us. But with us, we came from a situation where McCarthy had come in and turned things around and shown that kind of what we wanted to see, really, kind of attritional football that works and got results. And he just, I don't know what's happened in the last ten games that it's completely fallen apart because obviously Blackpool seemed like a good performance. Like Blackpool is the the building blocks of a season. You know, we win that game two yeah. 0 it was a pretty comfortable, comfortable, competent performance. Yeah, and since should have then, been more. Yeah. Forest second half is the only good 45 minutes we've seen in eight or nine games now. I don't think Forest was 45 minutes, either. It was 20 minutes after Colwell came on. Yeah. It might have even been that, but you, the second half is where we turned it around. So, yeah. you know, being generous, you give them that second half as a good 45 minutes. Where we played, you know, we were relentless in our attacking for a, pe- a spell. Colwell scored those goals and we thought, oh, God, actually, there, there could be something here. We're, what, a quarter of the way through the season now and we're p- pinpointing one result of 90 minutes of performance and then we're saying sort of we're a bit looking to build on it. We weren't really. We haven't scored a first-half goal since the 1st of May. 
Yeah, that's madness, isn't it? Which is yeah. just appalling. And that there's just no forgiving that. And you go from there, sort of look at it and think it was sort of nosediving as soon as Mick got the contract. We had we fell off quite a bit at the end of the season. Of course he did. So this isn't like a sudden sort of drop off. This has been a very steady into now a very steep decline that's only going to end one way, and it's going to end with us in League One unless actions taken at the top and the club look at very quickly look at what they're doing. Well, I mean, I've never seen a fan base so united against the manager. Um, I think I talked about it before, but, you know, I've been doing this podcast for 10, 11 years. And there was always, there's always a voice going, no, maybe we should keep them. There's always a couple of people who want to back them up. But we put out the tweet yesterday after the game saying, we're doing our pod tomorrow night. What do you want to say? And I think we had 55 comments on that tweet, which is an insane amount really to get. Um, I'm going to rattle through them as quickly as I can. There'll be questions that I'll throw your way. Um, But some of these are just comments. Uh, Some of them I won't read because they're very dirty. Um, Rob Bell, by playing the same tactics team as the WBA game, does Mick not care and wants to get sacked, or does he not have a clue to turn this round? Ben, he just has a clue, does he? No, his answers to that, like just the press conference showed he hasn't got a clue. Yeah, he's completely lost. Uh, Gwyn Jones. What's the WBA? Like... West Bromwich Albion. West Bromwich Albion. Oh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's been a long day. I've had a long, long day. WWE, mate. Uh, Gwyn Jones. Felt like Mick stopped caring. Besides Bakuna going off for injury, our first tactical sub came when we were 3-0 down in the 80th minute. Um, Gary Pick. Can we just sack Mick, sell the third shirt to 15 quid online and go learn how to pass the ball in League One? Doesn't sound like a bad idea. Daniel Morgan. I know they probs don't care, but I ain't going to another game until they sack him. I haven't seen one person actually want him for weeks. It's such a pity because I think our squad is capable of the playoffs with the right manager. Tom, when is Daniel's next game going to be? What's what's your answer? When's Mick going to leave? We we, we kind of well done, mate. You saw you read read between the lines there. I I tell you what, I'm some puzzle solver. Um, I just I we're not going to get rid of him like we would have already. I think. You know, if he's not gone now, he's he's got at least until after the next international break, in my opinion. I think you know they for a bit from a business point of view, they've gone. We've given him a contract. We can't we can't be seen to be paying him off now, and I think it's just going to be a case of they want us to stay up, and they're just not going to bring a new manager in. I just can't see it in the next month or so. Well, you know, not to act all in the know, but um, my sources do say that he's probably going to stick around till the international break. Um, I can't reveal who my sources are. I keep them in my cupboard. Um, some people keep them in the fridge. Um, oh, that's a big debate. That's one. Let's not get onto yeah, that. Yeah, well, I could really. <laughs> We're already really upset enough. But the fan yeah. base is nice and united at the moment. The last thing we want to do is cause this divide again. And it's Cardiff City, so this is all it takes to set it off again. Uh, ketchup in the fridge, anyway. Jamie Stone, when Frick. Mick does go, who is your choice to bring in? Because the club is going to go for someone out of work to save on a fee, which is a fair point, Ben. Uh, Jamie says Alex Neal or Zisco Munez. Um, do you have anyone who's out of a job that you fancy? Alex Neal was one of a guy I fancied but when we got McCarthy in. He did a good, like, it didn't, he never got pressing across the line because they never seemed to sign a striker. But we've actually got a striker. So, you mm. know, he's got that to work with. Um, the rest of the squad's a fucking mess. But, um, yeah, he. I, I wouldn't be against it. I don't think that would be a bad appointment. Um, but, again, it could easily go down the same role as Neil Harris and people won't be too too thrilled of it. I think the only way the, the board's going to win is if they get a big name on or bring in Bellamy. And oh, I don't yeah. think right now is the time to do that when the club haven't got a clue what they're doing elsewhere. Again, it comes back to, it's not a case of just getting rid of the manager that's going to solve this. 
big changes need to happen in this club because the club is rotten at the core. I think, like you're saying, like I think the only way we get the fans back on side is big name, like you said. Or to be honest, I've convinced myself about Mark Hudson again. I think you know <laughs> he's, he's he's a cheap option. You know, he's a friend of the pod. Um, but like I think you know, I think I, I know he's had some questionable decisions in the past. But Michael Chopra said, "Get Mark Hudson in." And if you've got an attacking-minded player who's you know advocating for like a former captain who was a defender to bring him in to Cardiff, he sees something in him, and he's played alongside him. He's played alongside some some great managers and stuff as well. If he's saying he could do a job, then I, I trust him on that. And to be honest, at least we try and play some decent football. You know, he spoke about his managerial plans when he was on the pod with us. And, you know, I, I'd quite like to see it. I just, I'd worry for him that if we did get relegated with yeah. him in charge, it tarnish his name and perhaps he wouldn't want to take it now. That's the thing, isn't it? It's not exactly yeah. the most enticing of jobs at the moment. But, um, but maybe, you know, maybe, he waits, maybe he waits until, you know, if we do get relegated, um, which is a mental thing that we're actually talking about, but it looks very, it looks more realistic now than anything else. Yeah. Uh, maybe he waits until that point and it's a rebuild job with him in League One. I mean, that could be a, a very attractive proposition. If he comes in League One, bit of a reset on the squad because we know how many players are out of contract at the end of the year um, and he can build from there. It's not an attractive proposition though. Don't forget, this is, we're skint. We have no money. We're going into a season next year with, 10 players, I think, is out of contract. 10 first-team players, big, big players. That's not an attractive proposition. That's a nightmare. That's a really bad scenario. That's an Ipswich sort of level, Charlton level scenario. It's not... People seem to think that if we go down, it's going to be a magical case of we'll rebuild, oh, we'll no. do what a Norwich or Southampton. No, it's, not, it's, oh, it's, it's absolutely not. not. This is but a... I, think, I think what you have to, to consider is that, you know, there are managers out there who want to come in and, and and shape a full football club. And, you know, there's we're in a position now, especially in, in this economy, where players are going to be leaving clubs for the same reasons that we're going to be getting rid of a lot of players. There's going to be players out there who you can... And, you know, we're we're going into a season where, you know, if you think of the players who are out of contract, Flint, Morrison, um, Rawls, um, Smithies, they're four of our biggest earners right there. And whether we want to keep any of them, I the only one I would say at this stage I would want to keep is Rawls. Mm. Um, I think I love Morrison, but he's not covering himself in glory at the moment. Um, and if you think about that, if you, you know, and all of a sudden the, the pay, the playing budgets are kind of dealt with and sorted out, there might be some shuffling behind the scenes that we don't know about. I think there, there are managers out there who would find that as an attractive proposition. Yeah. And I think, I, I think there would be, but it's not, they might find it attractive, but I'm saying it's not a simple, it's not an easy fix. It's what Ipswich thought. A lot of Ipswich fans thought when they went down, it's our cool one year in league one, nice year in league one tour. And we'll go from there. I mean, until two weeks ago, yeah, yeah, until two weeks ago, they're in relegation scrap. Like they were. Sorry, I think as well. The one thing we've got on our side that we haven't had in the past is we've actually got youth teams that are performing well. And I think, look, you can't pin it on that. I'm not saying that, but at least if we do lose players, we might actually have a bit of talent that could step up. That's that's the only silver lining I can find at the moment, though, for a manager coming in. Um, Harry Dickens when was the last time pre-Mick our squad of manager looked as if they had this little fight we battled for 10 minutes and as soon as we conceded the players and fans knew we were going to lose the game worst derby performance I've ever seen Chris Evans um, not the ginger one Mick this is the best squad I have ever inherited he has managed to turn wine into water crap Deb Das can't help but wonder what the fuck they've been working on during the international break Ellis Hearn, just want to say, I hope that Mick, um, not asking to come on the pod this week, just want to say, I hope that Mick goes. I hope we also get rid of the goth, Brown, I added the goth, uh, Flint and Morrison, and have a change of the types of player we have at the club with hopefully a more footballing approach for the future. Sean Collins, what happens now? Surely he is gone. Do we try with another experienced, expensive manager or do we try something a bit different? Steve Morrison could be a short-term option doing well with the youngsters, but other than that, no idea. Um, 
Tom, do you think Steve Morrison, you talk about the youth, you talk about the core of the youth coming through. Steve Morrison's got them playing nice football. They seem to be winning a few games. Seems like a no-brainer to bring him up to be a manager, right? Yeah, but it's kind of like, don't spoil what's going on with the youth team is the one thing we've got to keep him there. I think, mm-hmm. you know, you just bring in someone where he can build a rapport with and bring those players through. You know, I, it, it's, yeah, it's the one thing going right. It, it, to be honest, it does seem like a, a sensible option. You know, he, he knows what talent we've got um, in the youth teams, but I don't know. It's, it might be the wrong time. You start bringing in youth players to try and solve at the moment. We just ruin another batch because that's all we're doing at the moment. I don't know how bad I would, you know, Kieran Brown, for example, he was playing really well at one point. And I can't tell now if he's just not good enough or he's just being played out of position and we're just ruining him because there's a good chance we're just ruining him and he's actually, there's actually a decent player in there. He played well up in Livingston. And I know yeah. that's a different league, but you know he's putting in performances, man of the match performances, and there's a reason why we didn't let him go. Man of the match performances in a run to the Scottish Cup final. Yeah, exactly that. And so, look, Rangers and Celtic are sniffing around him, and we can dismiss the SBL and all of that, but they're still big clubs that play at a decent level. Like Rangers and Celtic would easily, maybe not Celtic this year, but Rangers would comfortably be safe in the Premier League. That's another debate that we don't want to start, but yeah. No, again, but yeah, we'll go, from, we'll just say that. And like, they're best Watch your pick. side in Glasgow. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. um, Blue Man G's World says, and this one's for you, Ben, because there was another question I skipped over that I'll come back to Tom on. Should Oshan Roberts be given a chance? I mean, it's wishful thinking, isn't it? But how dreamy would that be? It'd be lovely, but why would he leave Palace what he's got there at the moment? Look, he's working the Patrick Vieira, got a really nice sort of, pressures off there I don't think he's sort of a guy that's pushing to be a number one he likes being a coach I don't think he's there's certain characters that work as a coach like Paul Trop's a great example a fantastic coach no matter what happened at Forest a great coach but he's not a, he's not a number one I think someone like Oshan Roberts I think falls in that same mould brilliant identity and he'd be fantastic to have involved in the club but I don't think he's that guy you want as the manager brilliant alongside you bring him in alongside someone like Hudson Oh my God, that could be... That would be dr- is that the dream ticket? Stick Steve McPhail as director of football and I don't think we're far oh, off. Oh God. You're going to make but, me... Yeah. Uh, Anthony Seymour, this one's for you, Tom. Thank How you. about a feature non-football related? I'm interested in anything bar the city. Even the NFL would suffice. Vomit face. How was your NFL experience? I thoroughly enjoyed watching an entertaining game of football, be it the wrong one. But yeah, I, I don't ask me any in- intricate questions about NFL. What was your favourite touchdown? Oh, the one, the one just before the end. To be honest, it must be like watching Cardiff, the amount of time that ball's in the air. Yeah, so true, the stoppages and stuff as well. <laughs> yeah. There's a bit, bit more tactical now going on, though. Uh, Edward Tobin, some topics. Change of board level now critical, no football vision. Why persisting with doomed tactics lineup? Same mistakes costing us, e- equals manager failing. Disastrous recruitment policy now taking its toll. Can we avoid relegation? I mean, you just summed up this podcast in like Edward Tobin's done it, lads. Edward Tobin said it. Uh, accidentally vegan says Bagsy the noose. Mike Jenkins, when is Mick on the way? Jamie Jackson, if we're losing with five centre backs, then it's obvious we need more centre backs. Um, <laughs> Levi Griffith, thoughts on how the only good Cardiff moments so far this season is Mitrovic confirming he's a bluebird. I don't know. Keeper Moore's goal at Blackpool was pretty nice. Um, Carl Morris, how much wood would how much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? It's a good question. Oh. Uh, more on that later. Um, 
Toggers, why, what is there to say that hasn't already been said in weeks gone by? Tell in me positive about it. News, who would you bring in as a positive replacement? Can you see Bellamy taking it now? How do I return my season ticket if Mike Flynn walks through the doors? I'll come back to the questions about replacements at the end of this because uh, there's quite a lot of questions to go, uh, go through. Terry Hansen, good luck with this pod, boys. Thank you. There is something going on behind the scenes. <laughs> I can only think that MM is trying to prove a point that this is the only team he's got to try and force the board for transfers. Brave if true, or is he just clueless? Ben, would you give him that much credit? No. No. It's not a case of that. He's not he's not taking us to the fucking brink of relegate, like the brink of the relegation zone to try and get more transfers in January. Because <laughs> chances are he ain't gonna be here in January. He keeps it keeps no. it going the way he is. Uh Lee Spears giving us a real cheery one now. As soon as he signed, things started dropping off, and honestly, think we're going down. If that happens with the huge reduction in revenue, the club will die. And the pod with it. <laughs> we can talk about what we're, we'll talk about where the club goes next. Talk about where we go next at the end of this. Uh, Jack Willis, how is Bakuna a professional footballer? Tom, I feel sorry for Bakuna. Um, I know he's earning a lot of money to do what he does, but he's a scapegoat. Um, and I also think, like, yeah, I, I, I he suffers because it, I don't think he knows where he's meant to be playing. Like, is he meant to be like a an attacking winger? Is he meant to be midfielder? Is he meant to be right back? But also, Bakuna's not the only one who's playing badly in the system, is he? No, we've always had a scapegoat. And it's quite impressive how many players we've managed to play out the position at the moment. Like, yeah. it, it, I think, and it's just, he's played everywhere and he's been effective in some games. He scored a, he scored a brace last season. He, he was really impressive in that game. And he's missed a couple of chances this year, which haven't helped. But everyone has. You just need to look at Kiefer Moore. He's missed a couple. James Collins hasn't got close to scoring. But, you know, I think, yeah, we've always got a scapegoat, but Pakuna has been kind of a constant one for a while now. And, if he's got any sense, he, no matter how much he's earning, he's better yeah. off going playing elsewhere. Yeah. Uh, Ryan from Alternative Wales, friend of the pod. Can we all chip in a few quid to buy the club? I mean, I probably wouldn't take much at this stage. Uh, Fred Keen, or time for Dalman Chew to go as well. Tan, if you ever find out where he's hiding. Um, uh, G's World looks like Ollie will be available soon. Should we? Maybe. <laughs> Dan also, Brooke McCarthy out. Simple, succinct. Lovely. Stu, even if he goes, nothing will change fundamentally. The board haven't got the foresight to be creative or innovative to take the club forward. We'll likely get someone like Pulis, have a short-term bounce. It'll start all over again. The whole club needs overhauling. 11 likes on that one. Voice of the people. Um, Adam, my brother, should we stop playing any attackers? We could stop. Uh, we could have another holding midfielder or a centre-back if we drop more. Six centre-backs. Ben, very sensible. How many weeks are we away from starting with every player stood on the goal line? Are you only allowed to play one goalie, or could you play two goalies? I I asked this. I was thinking about this yesterday, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and you are only allowed to play one goalie. I did Google it. <laughs> I was sat on the sofa. Check that. Could we I, play, I was on the sofa. Could we play six centre half? Sorry, six centre halves and goalie rush. Oh, mate, that's a tactic, isn't it? Just Kiefer Moore just running in and shouting swap keeps halfway through. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Get Kiefer Moore in the game a bit more. Um, I've got, honestly, be expecting that, him to run onto the ball he punts up the field yeah he's got to <laughs> win the headers and figure out this out there's so many comments so many comments Mark Blackmore if MM is now sacked should Chu also go for his comments earlier at the CCS um, Tom is Chu's position untenable for something like that he needs to go. I, the, the, well we've gone on about this before I think him and let's, Dalman let's circle back on who, who we should come up with a list of who should leave we'll go through it and then we'll come no, back to let's this. make a list of who should stay it's a lot who should stay fucking quicker Joe yeah. Rowles yeah. Um, 
Mark Carter, what was the era after the dinosaurs where all modern life started to begin? Do we need one of those? Callum Gate, McCarthy, five in the back, self-sabotage to get the bag. Gonzo McKenzie, I'll say what everyone is thinking. I quite like the pies at the CCS, but the hot dogs are uninspiring and overpriced. There are so many controversial topics coming up. No, I, I, uh, so this, I saw this comment came in, and it's the most sense Gonzo has spoken in a long time. I think he's absolutely, he's absolutely nailed the fucking big issue here. Those hot dogs, and, and we've got new vendors in now at the stadium in the last two years. Those hot dogs are a fucking disgrace. I hope the caterers are listening. Uh, Jim, if Chew is happy to make jokes on a bus, shouldn't he be explaining why the club has let everyone go and not reinvested in the squad? Very good point. We don't hear from our 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 dear leaders until they fucking turn yeah, up. On that, that, that's a really good point. It's like they they only ever. They just, well, Dalman they, was more interested in self-promotion last year about his chats with Boris Johnson than he was the football yeah, club. Yeah, they appear at the most bizarre times, you know, winding people up before a derby or, you know, making statements about things they don't need to make statements about. Like, it's Oh, just, God. I forgot yeah. they put that statement out. That's... Yeah, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's, it, I don't understand their thinking. But yeah, anyway, uh, sorry. Back to Brendan the Arthur, what is there to say? Fair point. Uh, Nathan, what's next due to accept boycott protests now? The manager needs to go and so do the board. All that with you before the game sums it all up, really. Big change is needed and needed now, in my opinion. I had this conversation with my brother. I don't think there will be a boycott or a protest. I think there's just going to be slow, impending apathy across the fan base. People will stop going. The, the, the crowds will dwindle to the point where there's real worry. And only then will they really listen. Um, big question coming up, boys. Matthew Davis, would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? Classic, um, Tom. Uh, one horse-sized duck. Ben. Yeah, I'm with him on that. Horses are tough; like they are horrible things if they get going. And hundred. But they're, they're, yeah. ducks are delicious. Can you imagine like horse-sized duck crispy pancakes, like from the Chinese? Yeah, from the Chinese with little pancakes and the hoisin sauce. Uh, the outrageous. I think I'd go for a hundred duck-sized horses. So I fucking boot them. Um, Dan Lowe is Mick more likely to be offered a contract extension or be sacked Ollie James what's the next move for the club thinking back over the last 10 years can never remember the football being this bad and results likewise too don't think sacking Mick and doing the same cycle as we have with previous managers will suffice with this squad and then some fucking smart Alec I think he's a Swansea fan says Mick in um um Milo, Board, and Mick need to go. Obviously, back to a back four: Bag and Flint, McGuinness, and NG for me. Get someone up front with Kiefer. Ideally, Harris. Get someone in midfield with Rolls and Pack. Sang and Bowen, maybe. Yeah, Tom Sang. He's disappeared. He can play midfield. Other than that, fuck knows. Clubs a shit show. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm Connor Davis. Who was the worst player on the pitch today? Discuss how bad the whole team was and try finding the worst player and who played the best. Who was the worst player on the pitch for you, Ben? I think Sean Morrison. He did nothing. And I, no, you know I love him. I love him yeah. almost as much as you do. But he did fuck all the whole game. There wasn't like a big tackle. There wasn't a clatter. Uh, anything. Didn't break either of his wrists. Shite. And he was just, yeah, yeah. For me, it was Morrison. Tom, I think maybe Nelson. I think just because of the like within three minutes bundling into someone, yeah. and they're not really recovering from there. And he just hasn't really got going at all. But he season. put effort in. He he was getting in the right places. Like he, he should have yeah. that header. He was getting in there. That's Morrison's performance, like, and I've never labelled this at Morrison's before. Morrison before, but just he did nothing, and he just didn't look like he could be asked. And that's been a bit of a worry for me this season. Is like the decline of Sean Morrison from sort of the best defender in championship last year to what he's been now. He's in the last year of his contract. I'm not saying they're related. I'm not saying it's the reason the performance has gone off because the bloke's no, really they can be up. related. I was going to say it. 
I tell you what, though, it, it must take its toll having you know your partner being permanently abused on social oh, media yeah. by, by a fan I, it's base as well. So out of order. Like, like why you, would you want to play for a fan base who treats, are just yeah. you're treating your family like that as well? And you know, fans need to take a look at themselves in that respect. You know, things are going badly at the moment, but leave people's families out of it. It's just disgusting. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you yeah. expect them to turn up. Well, he do, but you know what I mean, though. It might be taking his toe. And the thing, and the thing is, like, you know, with you know his, his partner Stacy, like, a lot of people follow her on Instagram because Sean Morrison's account private, and she's so mm. open with Cardiff fans. Like, yeah, yeah. I've messaged her in the past, just being like, Sean Morrison, what a legend, and she'll always like it and come back to you. I know other people have done the same. She's afforded Cardiff fans a lot of time for looking after, you know, essentially her husband's football career and responding to fans on his behalf. And the first thing people do is think, I'm going to go and abuse someone who has nothing to do with today's performance. It's, it's not like she comments on the football either, is it? No. It's not like she's ever involved in football. It's clear, like, to be honest, she doesn't actually like football. She's no. just happens to be married to a footballer. She's not asked about the football as much as like, I don't know what people are expecting, but it's not her job to be care about football. She, they're expected to drop back with analysis and also like her her, her formation ideas. You know, what, what could we do? What could we Sean Morrison do? She probably have better ideas. Many? Probably the yeah. Mick, yeah, for sure. Uh, last four to come. Dyrese, mangled, screaming, deal. <laughs> you and Barber, awful performance, no heart or desire. Mick needs to go, but so do the clowns in the boardroom. Um, good. I didn't know we had clowns. That's news to me. Uh, Sean Richards had a fuck as numpty bollocks had such a long career. He looks clueless. And Mike P to round it off. Fuck off, Mick. <laughs> and I think that sums it up. Um, we've got two things left. We can talk about the Fulham game. We've also got managerial play your cards right. But I think we need to commit some time, five minutes or so, to talk about where we go from here. Um, it doesn't feel like Mick's getting sacked anytime soon. Um, you know, the, the stuff I've heard today is that he's around until at least the international break. Again, I don't know how true that is. I don't know how um, true that can be. Ben, the club is in utter disarray at the moment, isn't it? You, we've talked about Ken Chu coming on the, uh, the buses before the game. Talk about what Mick McCarthy's doing. Talk about the players coming to the end of their contract. Just to talk through the players that contracts run out next summer. Um, Smithies, Sean Morrison, Aidan Flint, Marlon Pack, Isaac Vassell, still here. Joe Rowles and Will Vox. They all run out summer of 2022. Um, out of those players, I can see maybe I can see us keeping maybe Morrison and Rowles if we're really asked about it. But even I can that, see us re-signing Vassell. Just the way the fucking club's going. A, yeah, because we've got he's got a fucking booking at our medical room. Um, but that's that's sort of eight or nine players there that probably won't be here. Um, what happens in the summer, Tom? I don't know because the thing is as well. I don't know how many players that we'd want to keep, but how many of the yeah. players will want to stay? Like, yeah. I'm not being funny. Rawls has been he's been a hell of a servant to us. This is his last chance really to kind of get a place somewhere get a else. Move somewhere. Football, yeah, you know, make a bit of money elsewhere. You know, I think Morrison probably sees his time here coming to an end as well. I wouldn't be surprised if not one of them are here when it comes next season. And then we've got one hell of a job in our hands, no matter what division we're in. Because that is, that well, that is our squad, to be honest. That would me. leave us, the, the players that would leave, James Collins, Bakuna, Nelson, Moore, Phillips, Mark Harris, Sang, Bowen, Evans, Baggin, NG, McGuinness, Colwell and and that's it because Ron Giles. There's no, way, there's no way Moore will be here either. Do you know what I mean? No he's gone in January, in my opinion. Yeah. He's just well, he's just got a new agent, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. We could we do, could do you so... know what the worry is with that? Do you know who then becomes our longest saving player? Bakuna, isn't it? Bakuna, yeah. Um I, I, I tweeted about this earlier, um, Ben. You know, this season there was a lot of fans who who gave the club good grace because they haven't been able to go to games for a year and a half or so. They had the money left over from season tickets and credit and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, 
when it comes to next summer, we're going to be in a position where Mick McCarthy, let's be honest, won't be here. Um, the way that, well, he might still be here, but there's going to be so much ill will towards him that he no one else will be, be there. Yeah, yeah, no one else will be there. Ten players potentially leaving the the spine of our squad. When you think of Pack, Rals, Volks, now um, uh, Morrison and, and Smithies, um, fans who won't want to go to games because all of a sudden that credit will be gone from season ticket. It's been so bad this season. If it carries on this way, who's going to want to go that feasibly? The club's running on fumes already. We already hear that Vincent Tan's having to put money into the club on a monthly basis to keep things going. Next season could be massive for the club, right? In in the worst way possible. It, like this, not being dramatic to say the club could go bust. Like at, at the very least, administration is very, very oh, realistic. I'd welcome the sweet release of some administration. <laughs> Something to talk about. Yeah. yeah. It's I remember, was it Black Friday? Got the podcast some good, good. Um, I'm over the last couple of months. When Graham Kavanagh got taken off a helicopter to sign for Wigan. That was exciting. It was horrible, but it was exciting. That's mm. what no? you looking at. Here. Just me? At this rate, um, I reckon we'd be able to sponsor the shirt. No one else will want to. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, let's start a, a crowdfunder now. View from Ninian sponsors on the shirt. I, I can afford 20 quid. There we go. Done. I know we're running the crowdfunding. You don't have to put the money in. Oh, do we not? Oh, fucking. No, 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 that's not the rules, mate. That's not the rules. But oh, can I cancel seriously. my direct debit with Kofi then? You don't. I check that. You don't pay anything. <laughs> I I pay Kofi. Um, I paid him six dollars to look after the account. Um, but the, the, the club could be in serious trouble next summer, couldn't it, Ben? You talk about it going bust. Like that's not a million miles away from what could happen. Yeah, if Tan loses interest and suddenly decides to pack up shop and goes, all right, I'm not putting any money in, this is done. We're screwed. We're honestly up shit creek without a paddle because, yeah, no players, no no club, massive amount of debt, some serious lawsuits hanging over <laughs> no, our hands as well. No player, no club. Um, we turn up on the first day of the season with nine players. Um no, and yeah, the, the lawsuit, obviously, you know... Um, it would be like, you know, when you see those Sunday League squads putting a tweet out going, anyone available at 12 o'clock on Saturdays for a game? <laughs> yeah, it's usually me. Join, know, join, join let's the be honest, Christmas. Cardiff aren't going to put that on Twitter because they don't post anything on Twitter. <laughs> Maybe I could fulfil my dream of becoming a Cardiff City player. Could Maybe do. Maybe i get a, a two-year contract. I'll pay them if they want you're me too, to play for them. You're too angry. But I think we just joined the Welsh Pyramid. <laughs> no. Join to the bottom, play the local Welsh teams. And work Was it the, Ar- the Ardle South? Yeah. Start again. Or even lower than that, yeah. Why not? Could be a laugh. Cardiff versus Thomas Bluebirds. That's what we want to see. The big Bluebird derby. Are Inter Cardiff still going? Uh, Inter no. Cable Tell. Uh, no. Inter Cable Tell now, sorry, yeah. <laughs> Inter Cable Tell. I went to see them play Everton, I think, in a friendly. And uh, Thunder and Lightning was so bad at the Athletic Stadium. It was ridiculous. I think um, Anders Limpar played for Everton. Um, this is the content anyway, we want listen it's the content we want people want a bit of fun and a bit of joy from us um, so we can either talk about Fulham or we can play managerial player cards right what do you want boys both alright we can t- we'll talk about both obviously <laughs> let's do Fulham first get the, and then we'll, we'll end on a high we'll end on a high lovely or stuff play or cards, right? <laughs> <laughs> hey um, we the only end thing it I've written... it's not getting better yeah exactly <laughs> thanks for joining us once again uh, the only thing I've written for Fulham Ben is is it a case of how many we lose by I think it was is more it like it what you titled this Zoom call of what's the fucking point <laughs> no, I said our, no it was our fuck do we have to oh sorry yeah <laughs> get it right again 
sums it up, doesn't it? It's um, yeah. yeah. That that Fulham team are scoring goals for fun, and they're coming against currently the second worst defense in the championship. I'm pretty confident by the end of Wednesday night it will be the worst. Um, it ain't gonna be fun. Like we're all loving Mitrovic right now because he did that and scored a hat trick against the Jacks. But fuck me, what's he gonna do against those <laughs> against the shadow shit he's coming up against? Yeah, I'm just looking at the last few games. They, they it has been all plain sailing, but they beat Black uh, Birmingham four one, lost to Reading two one. Uh, these are league games. Drew a Bristol, beat Swansea 3-1, lost to Coventry 4-1, but beat QPR 4-1. They either lose quite heavily or win quite heavily, Tom. Uh, make your bold prediction now. What's it going to be come Wednesday night? Honestly, out of games... we've had games <laughs> Oh, here the, we go. We've had games in the Premier League against massive teams where I thought... I've, I've said this before in the pod where I've got into thinking we might nick something. We ain't nicking anything from this. <laughs> 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 I think it'll. I think it'll be three 0 at least. It's finally broken, Tom. <laughs> Honestly, I've never been this. I, I'm. I'm looking forward to going to the game just because I can have a couple of pints with people I know, and the spoons is on the river, and you know the game is just in the it's way. It's a good pie in the stadium as well. There we go. And they've got a new stand. You know, yeah. there's, there's plenty of positives. It's a lovely setting, and then the, the football will spoil it for ninety minutes, and then we go on with our merry way again. But no, I think. I can't see us scoring for one. Um, so that'll be one goal in seven. Uh, and I, yeah, I, I honestly think we'll lose 3-0 at least. Um, we could talk about the betting odds on this one. Um, so I've I've gone all in. I had 40p in my Skybet account. Um, and I've gone Fulham 6, Cardiff 0. It's 100 to 1. <laughs> um, them to beat us at the moment, 4-0, is 18 to 1. Um, us to win... 1 0 is 16 to 1. So it's almost as likely as us to be as 4 0 as it is us to win 1 0. There we go. Um, what are you looking forward to, though, Tom? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Harry Wilson because he played for us for a year and we didn't get to say hello to him. That's a good point. I saw him last week with Wales, so I'm done with him now. Oh, but, yeah, fair enough. But they've got, they've got him, they've got Reed. There's so many things that can bite us on the ass. We haven't had the Bobby Deckett over Reed sort of yeah. bite on the ass. Harry Wilson. It just seems inevitable he's going to score. I'll do the other top with Mitrovic. Yeah, Joe, Joe Bryan, their left back, is Bristol player. Great. Yeah, yeah, good. Um, so I think if we, so, it's Bryan, Declan over Reed, Wilson, and Mitrovic are all going to score. So that's four. Yeah. Uh, see any more goals coming anywhere? Alfie um, Mawson still there. Was he a Jack? He was yeah. a Jack, wasn't he? He was a Jack. Yeah. Tom uh, Kearney seems to like the score passes as well. Always seems to score a free kick. There's the six. I'm so glad I put six nil on. Um, <laughs> A draw, a nil-nil draw, is twelve to one. Oh, we can dream. I, I, what I would do for a nil-nil draw. Us to win three nil is a hundred to one. I'm intrigued to what Tom would do for a nil-nil draw now. What do you do for a nil-nil draw, Tom? Or I, I don't know. I can't, it can't be. I can't say on the pod. Bringing it to disrepute, we'd be taken off here. Um, Ben, do you see any changes being made? Five centre backs, six centre backs, four centre backs. Oh dear! How many have we got left? Who hasn't played? Who can we get in there, sort of, or cover it? Um, drop Kiefer, put another well. holding midfielder in. James Collins, put him there. Ian, the winger, isn't he? Volk James Collins probably play. James Collins more likely to score if you put him centre back. I guess what you could do really is go. You could put. You could play five in the middle, and you could bring in Sang and Baggin at right and left back. It's too exciting. So that's seven defenders, but five of them are pure centre backs. Two and Mick will have bungees on them, so like the second they get past the six, like the eighteen yard box, it pings them back to where they need yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Dylan Phillips is quite good. tall. We could do what? Um, who was the manager at um, 
Man City when they put David James up top. Stuart we could Pierce. try Stuart Pierce. Stuart Pierce. We could um, try that. Put him in centre back. Pop quiz: Who's taller, Dylan Phillips or Alex Smithies? Smithies. Smithies. By one centimeter. Yes. Um, Aiden Flint, tallest tallest player in the squad, 1.97 meters. And according to the transfer market, Sam Bowen is 0 meters. There we go. One of my my mates, a Swansea fan, after the game, he just texted me going, You just seem like a team of six foot five people who don't do anything. (laughs) And I was like, That really does sum it up very nicely. What I will say about transfer market is, I'm not sure if I trust it. Um, Ruben Colwell, they've got down as 1.7 meters. Um, which I believe is about five foot six. And we all know he's the body of a man, face of a child. Um, go on in, Ben. Prediction. Fulham to what? To Cardiff's nil. Four. Four nil. All right. I'm going to put a pound on that, Tom. I, I'll stick with three. Optimistic. Stick with Phil. I'm, always I'm going six. One. I'm going six. Uh, I put well, my 40 pence on it. Before, didn't you? you put in the chat before, sorry. Five nil was like... 80 to 1 or something like that, or 40 to 1 or something. 5 0 currently is 40 to 1. 4 0 is 18 to 1. I'll have, you, might, I'll you, have four. you could you could feasibly put a pound on 3 0, 4 0, 5 0, and you'd make at least a tenner because that's 9 to 1 for 3 0. Um, not that I encourage gambling. Apple Gambling's bad. Or not at yeah, all. gamble responsibly. When the fun stops, stop. The fun oh, stopping cards for a long time, long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're we're gonna we're gonna round off with managerial player cards, right, and then stop the game, stop the pod. Um, so managerial player cards, right, boys? What what's the game? What's the so game? Essentially, ben? I've gone through the last, I think, thirteen managers. Back to Bobby Gould, everyone's favorite Wales manager, Bobby Gould. He'll fight John Hartson if you ask him. Um, and I've looked at their winning percentage, um, and it's basically player cards, right? We're going to start with Bobby Gould. Um, and I'm going to give you his win percentage, and then you have to work out higher or lower from there. We'll alternate, because um, I think there's 12, so you, you can get a score of six. Um, Bobby Gould, as a starting percentage, we're going to come to you, Ben, first. Bobby Gould had 22.22% of the winning percentage. Alan Cork was the next manager. What do you think his winning percentage was? I'll let you go within half a decimal point. I thought we were doing higher or lower. Yeah, oh, yeah higher, or, higher or lower than that. Sorry, yeah, I explained yeah. it badly. Higher or lower. Higher or lower um, than 22%. Sorry, yeah, lower. higher or lower, not decimal point. You think Alan Cork had lower than Bobby Gould? Well, that's what he said. Yeah. You go, I thought, sticking with lower? Yeah. You're bloody, you you're, bl- you're bloody wrong. Bollocks. He had a 48.5%. <laughs> Tom, Lenny Lawrence took us up against QPR, got us promoted, did all right in the championship that first year. Has he got a higher or lower win percentage? Then Alan Cork. Lower. Lower indeed, with a 41.38%. Ben, it's back over to you for everyone's favourite grumpy scouser. It's Dave Jones. He knew how to win a derby. What was his win percentage? Higher or lower than 41.38%? Dave Jones. Higher. Ding, ding, ding. Higher indeed. 41.9%. Half a percent in it, but you got there. Tom? Dave Jones was replaced by everyone's favourite, the Scotsman, Malky Mackay. His, his win percentage was higher or lower than Davy Jones. Lower. You're wrong. 43.2% Malky Mackay, uh, higher than Dave Jones. I've got some caretakers in here to throw you off the scent, Ben. David Fuck. Kerslake, he was, uh, he was manager after Malky Mackay. What's his win percentage? This is according to Wikipedia. What's his win percentage? Four games he had, didn't he? So he... 
are lower. Massively lower. A zero percent. I'm excited for this one. Yeah, he drew with Sunderland, I think it was, wasn't it, when we were 2-0 up. Um, Tom, this is an open goal for you here. It's Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, win percent higher or lower than David Kerslake? I, t- I tell you what, it feels lower, but I'll go higher. Higher indeed, 30%. Uh, 30% win percentage for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, probably our next manager, the way things are going. Ben, I'm not keeping track of a score here, so I don't know what's going on. Ben, you've got another caretaker here, and I'm sorry to do this to you, but it's Danny Gavin and Scott Young. They're in charge, I think, for five games. Win percentage higher or lower than Ole Gunnar Solskjaer? Fuck, it's close. I think lower. Lower indeed. 20% for the boys. Uh, I actually wrote Danny Dabadon on my sheet here. So Danny <laughs> Dabadon, Dab and Scott Young. Uh, 20% win percentage. Tom, we're coming back to you. Everyone's favourite bold egg. It's Russell Slade. Higher or lower in his win percentage? Higher. Indeed, it was at 39%. Bring uh, back 39% us. higher than... Danny Dabadon and Scott Young. Ben, coming back to you for everyone's favourite water boy. It's Paul Trollope. Uh, 12 games I think he was in charge for, maybe even less. Uh, what was his win percentage? I'm going to go a lower. I reckon if he got into 10%, I'd be amazed. Well, be amazed. Around 17% was his win percentage. Um, it kind of gets a bit easy for you again, Tom. I think you've got the luck of the draw here. Uh, Neil Warnock, higher or lower? Higher. Higher indeed, with a 40% uh, win percentage, 40.1%, uh, 41%, sorry, to be exact. Ben, Neil Harris, higher or lower? This can be lower because he didn't have that good of a season, did he? Yeah, going lower. Good Off guess. Are you probably giving it away? I'm giving it away. This is, I, this is in a... 38%, 38.7% uh, win percentage for Neil Harris, which, you know, he did have that really good run in the second year. And I don't think he lost that many games before he went on that six-game losing streak. And Tom, to round it off, it's everyone's favourite um, Yorkshireman, um, public enemy number one, Mick McCarthy. What's his current win percentage? Um, I'm not sure if it takes into account yesterday's game. Uh, so we'll just, if we disregard that, his win percentage, higher or lower than Neil Harris. And what was it Neil Harris's? 38. I just can't help but think the bastard because of that early run. No, I'll go lower. I'm not giving him the credit. Lower. You're wrong. Mick McCarthy. See? How is it? Out of all the managers we mentioned, he has the second highest win percentage. Of course he does. As Cardiff manager. 47%. Um, I'm going to call it, that I, a draw. I'm Mick in there, boys, to be honest. Now after <laughs> hearing that. Yeah, so does that, that's what I was hoping, actually. The podcast has come full circle. Mick McCarthy's got a very good win percentage, Ben. You're Mick in? I'm Mick in now after hearing that. Yeah, look, those stats cannot be argued with. Tom? No, it's the only way you could have pissed me off even more is me getting that wrong about him. So definitely <laughs> Mick out. Definitely Mick out. You've uh, nailed your coloured surname to the mast. And that was managerial play your cards, right? Uh, brilliant game, I thought. Um, Fantastic. I, I pulled that together on a, a meeting earlier today. Uh, don't tell my boss. Um, who's Evan's favourite manager we mentioned in that list, Ben? Who's your favourite from that list? I love Dave Jones. I know he was a miserable shit, but the football was so good. Um, him or Warnock, isn't it? Him or Warnock, Tom? I, I've got a soft spot for Lenny Lawrence. I love Lenny Lawrence, I, mainly because I think it was my first kind of real success following Cardiff City. I think they'd had yeah. a couple of promotions years before, but I don't remember them so well. But Lenny Lawrence led us to the championship, which at the time was the promised land. Uh, so, yeah, I'd go with either Lenny Lawrence or Bobby Gould. <laughs> <laughs> 
because Bobby Gold is just a funny fucker. Um, and that's it. Uh, another brilliant podcast from the View from the Indian Boys in the bag. Tom, what was your favourite bit? Oh, just all of it, mate. It was just an <laughs> hell of a ride. Hell of a ride. <laughs> ben Price, your favourite bit? Oh, re- definitely reliving the Swansea game again. Yeah, good. It's like PTSD, isn't it? Um, remember, if you like I'm what we do... I'm the highlights on YouTube. On, uh, oh, 87. 800. Okay, it's it's again. 1.1 views in 20 hours. All Swansea fans and me earlier yeah. on. I promise I'll throw it again. Um, if you like what we do here at The View from the Ninian, you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash VFT Ninian. You can visit our website, viewfromtheninian.com. I believe there's an interview coming out with our former academy boss, uh, James McCarthy, on Tuesday. This is when the podcast will be going out as well. So that's pretty pointless for me to say. Um, if you enjoy our ramblings, you can give us some money at ko-fi.com forward slash VFT Ninian. Uh, we don't do this for any payment. We just do it for donations on there because we have to pay with some running costs. Um, and if you, I don't know, like the look Ben Price slide into his DMs. They're open. Um, he's a good-looking boy. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to see what Ben Price's reaction there. The listeners can't see the video. That's the worst part. Ben, what are you going to do for the rest of your Monday evening? I've got to do start a new job tomorrow, so I've got a couple of little bits of forms to fill in before the morning. So I'll get ah, the admin. Get your passport out. Get your P forty five. Where's your last pay slip? What's your national insurance number? I will have that on my email, please. I'm not going to need these details in a podcast. <laughs> For fuck's sake. Uh, and Tom Phillips, what are you doing? Go to bed. It's almost your bedtime, isn't it? 10 o'clock. This is very late for me. I'm going to iron my Cardiff shirt ready for Wednesday because I'm so excited. Um, you iron football shirts? No, I just wanted to make a point that I'm not really excited. It was made I, to be honest, if you took an iron to some old Cardiff City shirts, it'd probably go up in flames, the material yeah. they were made from. <laughs> the strike force lot. Just yeah, I, got the, I, I was considering... I was considering wearing the striker one on um, on Wednesday, but um, the, the first time I wore it, I just sweated through it. It's so hot. <laughs> oh, and I'm going to go watch Succession. Thank you for asking. Oh, um, yeah. Sorry, Ben. Yeah, that's okay. No worries. Just fucking do all the legwork here, and I don't even get the question asked me at the end. You hope Boys, you get sent a heart shit as well, because like literally everyone I follow on Instagram that's related to football seems. I, to- I saw S- Smith got one. Um, I know I'm not going to get one. I'd like one, but I'm not going to get one. I'd really like one because. Um, don't tell my friend Owen Lacey. I prefer hearts to hips. Yes, um, yeah. Oh, I couldn't. I couldn't agree less. I just like the fact they're called the jammed hearts. Yeah, exactly that. Yeah, good. Yeah, Two against one. Go. Tom, you're out there. On Cowie and Loic Demore. Yeah, Loic. He's having a salute to Loic Demore still there. Anyway, no, he's playing third division in France. I looked yes uh, a couple of days ago. No, that's a shame for him. <laughs> uh, we've got wildly off topic as we try to end this podcast. Ben, have a good luck on your first day tomorrow. Thank you very much, Tom. See you on Wednesday. See you Wednesday. Can't wait. Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is, I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? 
Yep. And if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking. So how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie.